picnic with the dead. Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast. Your playtime is here, everybody. Welcome to the show, Joe. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome listeners. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very interesting show for you guys today. As you're listening to this, we will be in Mansfield, Ohio at Parasycon. So if you're listening to this and you're not there, why are you not there? Yeah, we oh. miss you. Come visit. <laughs> Joseph Dean. Yes. I'm really liking this candle you're burning. It smells so good. Uh, yes, because I, ha- I think I have another rodent under the house. Oh, no. I come home and the house stunk so bad. <gasps> oh, you're going to have to crawl under the house. And the little trap door thing that I have outside mm-hmm. was broke off. <gasps> oh, I don't no. know. The strongest, I mean, I put the board up and I wedge another board in there and yeah. hit it with my foot. It was so tight. I don't know how it's opening. It's I don't know. I a don't know. ghost gopher. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> how do you say that? A uh, ghostfer? Ghostfer? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Probably in a, in a metro park in Toledo. I looked out and the weather's finally getting nice and I see my gopher out there sunning himself <laughs> on the deck. Joe's like the animal whisperer <laughs> telling you you got cats and gophers <laughs> and... Probably various other beings. Who knows what's out there? I know. I need to put the camera out back. You should. You probably capture some really cool <laughs> wildlife. Chupacabra. Yes. Maybe some ghosts. Ghosts of Native Americans walking down by the creek. Yeah. Um, this is interesting because talking about Native Americans, you know, if you guys are familiar with our show, you heard us talking about several times about how Ohio, mostly before settlers came in, were Native American tribes. There was multiple, multiple tri- mm-hmm. different tribes and mound builders yeah. in particular. Here, right here, you know, in pre- pretty much where Joe and I live in, in Toledo, this entire area was once known as Great Black Swamp, mm-hmm. which the Native Americans feared and would not go into because of bad spirits yeah and making air quotes oh. um most likely there was swamp gases there were um mosquitoes very I, dangerous i things. think the mosquitoes were the big one because there's actually a study done where it says what is the most dangerous animal they quote they say animal mm-hmm. so and they say it's a mosquito now do they consider bugs animals i don't, I don't think know. so yeah. i think they're insects but yeah the, the swamp was just you couldn't get through it. I mean, it was so bad and it was like a total wasteland because you couldn't be, couldn't use it. But the outskirts of it, like we were down, Jen had a sale downtown and I took my other sister outside. I'm like, okay, come here and stand right here. And it was right next to the Oliver house. And as you know, the Oliver house is extremely haunted. Mm -hmm. And I pointed over to this area where a Frisch's sits now. And I told her, I said, imagine, a 70-foot, 200-foot around Indian burial mound right there. It was there. I'm, wow. And I'm pointing, you know, mm-hmm. at the space. 
And she's like, what'd they do with all the bones? And I turned around and said, they're right there. <laughs> they're underneath the parking and lot. Under the parking lot. Hence <laughs> why so it's on it. But, you know, the Native Americans were also very terrified because they thought they're and probably experienced some very odd creatures and spirits yeah. in this area. Was it a wise tale to keep, you know, people out of there so they didn't get harmed? I don't know. But it's very likely there could have been some odd or and or unique things in there which leads us up to our story of what we wanted to talk about today is the wolfinger cemetery this is one of my favorite places to go yeah i've been there so many times and i've taken so much video there a lot of it i trashed because it was like practice video type mm -hmm. stuff and i didn't even think to listen for evps and stuff during that because I was here just taking video right? and it's one of the parks that I ride my bike in a lot. And as kids, we used to go there all the time. It's called Secor Metro Park. It's just outside Toledo. It's, and when I say outside Toledo, I'm talking like maybe four miles outside Toledo. It's not that far. And as kids, we used to always go there for different things. And mm -hmm. I can remember the bike trail was so long <laughs> you would get on there and you would ride and it felt like you were going 20 miles now that i ride it i'm done in like 15 minutes yeah. you know? <laughs> but what's interesting is why it's named wolfinger mm -hmm. is because the first people white settlers mm -hmm. in ohio was this family well called the wolfingers first, first white settlers in the area oh and uh, because northwest ohio yeah oh okay in Sorry. the black swamp Sorry, area and um yeah wolfinger brought his family up here i don't remember what he actually did for a living i think he was a farmer okay oh, well we'll dive into that okay. in the story a little bit but i remember when i was i have tried to do some um, documentary type video on it, and i'm gonna work on it i'm gonna do a proper di um, documentary of the wolfinger cemetery but I was there doing like practice stuff. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I set the camera up with the plaque facing me that talks about the cemetery. So I put the camera right up in front of the plaque so you can't see it. But I'm standing there reading the plaque and it looks like <laughs> I'm doing So that's why I threw it out because, you know, it's I need to actually be able to do the proper, yeah. you know. But it there is still part of it that is swampy, though. Yeah. There is a swamp, you know, part of it, the acreage of the park. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of understand and see what it was like back in those days. But you're talking about, you know, swamp area, which the f soil in northwest Ohio is is rich, mm -hmm. you know, in, in nutrients and, and uh, perfect for farming. Yeah. You know, our area does have on the outskirts a lot of farms and mm -hmm. a lot more, you know, back in the day. But now with, you know, people they, um, coming in. the When the ice sheets melted. The glaciers melted. That's deposited a lot of the water that mm -hmm. made up the swamp. But the reason why the swamp is kind of there is when the glaciers were coming through, they carved out the Great Lakes and all that. And all that sediment mm -hmm. was deposited right here in this area. Oh, okay. And that's why this part of Ohio, Indiana, and that mm -hmm. the top half of the states are real flat. But as you go down south farther, mm -hmm. it's more hilly and that because I... I, I was going to say, I know because, you know, I can't drive over oh. hilly areas. 
but a lot of that sediment was deposited, which made a natural wall type deal thing, mm-hmm. which created the swamp. And it was such a hard place to get through. Well, Jacob Wolfringer first built his log house in the area, which is now known as Secret Metro Park in 1834. The cemetery was established only a year later in 1835 and is one of the oldest cemeteries in the country. And by all of accounts, it is seems, but it is mm-hmm. very haunted. Two of the Wolfinger children were the first white people to be born and die in Richfield Township. So we're in Lucas County. Mm-hmm. Richfield Township is just outside of um, uh, our area. Like Joe said, it's only a couple miles down the road. The children were buried on the Wolfinger Farm, which is the beginning of today's cemetery. Wolfinger Cemetery is very small. It's surrounded three sides by woods. So the opening is, you know, there's like a wrought iron gate with the name above it. But the rest of the sides, there's woods all around it, which makes it even creepier. It's also houses the graves of 36 Civil War veterans, which is very interesting Mm -hmm. because they have been seen there multiple times, which is amazing. (laughs) Now, I'll just give you a little background. Um, So the cemetery is located within Secor Metro Park. It's in Berkey, Ohio, in Lucas County. It was the park itself was dedicated in 1953. And right now it currently encompasses over uh, 600 acres of land, including 400 acres of wooded land or wooded area. It also includes a visitor center, several hiking trails throughout the woods. And if you're coming down from Ann Arbor, it's about 50 miles south of Ann Arbor. Um, if you get off 475 at US 23, go to exit 13. Um, it's on Central Avenue and you go west. So like if you're going towards um, California or the Indiana border. Indiana, yeah. It's not as far as Indiana, but um, you just follow the signs. It's, it's like five miles from the expressway. Yeah. So what's really unique just to give our listeners a background, if you're not from this area, we have some of the just amazing metro parks in mm-hmm. Toledo. There's probably, what now, like 15 metro parks yeah. now? Um, there's a brand new one downtown along the Maumee River, which is where this, you know, the area of the mound builders where you can literally walk along the river. And it's amazing. Hiking trails, you mm-hmm. know. All, all that kind of outdoorsy stuff that I don't do. <laughs> but what's interesting about the cemetery is that there's a legend that comes along with it. That there's a graves of two adults and their three children. Now, the children's markers has no last name visible, but their first names, as well as their birth and death dates, can be clearly seen. And the names were Thomas... Rebecca, 10, and Ernest, 6. Now, remember that because we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> All the members of the family were said to have died within weeks of one another. The children have been seen playing around the graves. Now, this is very local legend, but it has been seen multiple times mm-hmm. by multiple people. Lots of investigators are go, go out there. There's a... Little girl about 10 or 12 years old in a blue dress with a white pinafore on it. She's been seen the most. There's 
other people outside of the Wolfingers buried there? The Ford family? Yes. Okay. And Joe maybe has a little bit more information about Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have resting spots in the cemetery as well. And people feel that Liza Ford is the woman who also haunts the cemetery. Now, the father of the Ford family that are buried there, his name was Wallace and the mother was Elizabeth. There are three children that are buried with them. So there's Wallace, Eliza, and infant, it says. Now, these family members passed away in the late 1800s. So Wolfinger and his family were there. Mm -hmm. Other people had come along, been buried there. Yeah, I'm not sure the dates on that. I know that when Wolfinger built his cabin there, he built it up on the higher ridge, and that's the reason why he picked that spot, Mm -hmm. was it was on the higher ridge because of the swamp. And his wife died, and there's an actual stone where she actually died in the kitchen. So I think, now this is, if I can remember right, after she died, he tore the house down and buried her next to where she died. Because you, when you go in there, you'll find the rock that shows the exact spot where she died. Mm-hmm. And then that's not her grave, though. Her grave is like 10 feet away where the rest of the family is buried. So I'm thinking that he tore the the log cabin down after she passed away, but I'm not positive on that because the graves for the Wolfinger family are really close to where the stone is. So there's three children that are buried there that I talked about earlier, Thomas, Rebecca, and Ernest. Okay. Now, the dates of when they passed away is very interesting. One was December 17th, 1865, Rebecca, that was Thomas, the first one. Rebecca passed away December 22nd, 1865. And then Ernest died January 2nd, 1866. So all within two weeks of each other, the three children passed away. So it appears there is three. Oh, I'm sorry. So it appears that there is actually two families. Okay. Both with three children who all three children died in a short amount of time around each other. Was this paranormal? Was this normal for the time? What do you think, Joe? You know, I every time I hear the legend of the kids playing there, it didn't click in my mind until we were just talking about it, how they always go towards the Ford family. But if you walk about 20 yards into the cemetery away from the fence... There's the other tombstone of the Garter family, or Garter family, Goddard, Goddard family. They, um, those are the other three kids. So, so is there three families? Wolfinger? No, just, well, there's Goddard th- and yeah, and yeah, and I didn't even think of that. There so is there's, there's three. three different families that the kids passed away. Oh my gosh! In short amount of time. I wonder if something swept through because we're not sure what the cause of death is. Mm-hmm. We thought one was the fire. Was a fire. Okay. The other, it could have been, you know, one of the illnesses that swept through, maybe cholera or yellow fever. I mean, it's that time Spanish flu was big in the, you know, early 1800s, late 1800s. So who knows, you know, who the kids are that passed away. And like I said, I didn't even, it didn't click in my mind until we just talked about that. It's three different families. The, you know, the. Wolfinger family was first. They passed away. And then the other other families, mm-hmm. but we don't know when. 
And people exactly. didn't live very long back then. Yeah, but... Th- it was rare to, you know... To have all three kids pass yeah. away. Yeah. And have the legend of the kids that play. Because I always thought this, too, is, well, if there's the Ford family kids playing, because I always thought it was a Ford family, I didn't think of the, the other families, why didn't they play with the other kids? Maybe they do, or maybe they... T- That's what's interesting is, like, if... Like children's spirits are all in the same. Are they interacting with each other, or are they like maybe on different frequencies or different yeah, planes? Do they not see each other? Do they see each other? This is one of the interesting things. And people have heard little girls giggling, mm-hmm. and there's no kids around, which it's a park, so I get you know maybe this and that. Yeah, but you'd be able but, to tell if they were close or not. Yeah, um, have seen apparitions of. Um, little girls in dresses, especially along the back row. Yeah, that's why I always thought right it was at the, the Ford wood, family. right yeah. at the wood line there. They see and hear children running. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, you would hear footprints. You know, stomping yeah, on the ground. Yeah, because the leaves and all that. And um, people have captured multiple EVPs out there. I don't know if anybody's really captured anything video wise, but I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. And like I said, I've taken so many video out there, but I didn't think to look back at yeah. the video. Well, I was I'm more thinking about videotaping the the stones and how to move into the stone so that you can do the the cut mm-hmm. where it looks like you're coming out of the stone and that's all the stuff I was trying and teaching myself as I look go along, but I've done a lot of photography out there. Uh, maybe I'll have to go back and look at some of the still in- yeah. images. Yeah, you be- never know what you'll find because mm-hmm. when you're not looking for it, you know, you yeah. you're not seeing it, but you never know. But we know several people that we talk to all the time that go out there and have had experiences. Um, I know one of my friends, he went out there and he actually saw apparitions. He caught EVPs. Yeah. I mean... And he talks about it all the time. Or, or another thing I want to mention, too, is now it's in a metro park. And there is a road running up to it, but nobody ever drives their car in there. Yeah. But some people do. I have, you know, seen cars. I've When I've been there, I've seen cars. And it just feels odd because it's almost like the cars are driving on the walking path, but it's still a road. Yeah. But one of the legends is that if if you drive in there, your car will stall until you push it out past the gate. Mm-hmm. which personally I've never seen that, but that's one of the legends that happens Yeah, there. well, they have, you know, like hearses and things bringing people to be buried. Yeah, because it is still active, and there is still room there for more. Imagine a rectangular plot and it cut up into three main sections. The third section, there's barely any tombs in there. Yeah, and I can't tell you guys the details, but I know somebody personally who had a family member recently like within the last year um unalive themselves in that cemetery yeah that's sad but you know so it's um it's it's just so unique because of where it's situated mm-hmm. like we did if you guys remember we did a show a podcast on Weird places that gravestones have been found yeah. or are like there's a uh, graveyard in a shopping mall. Mm-hmm. Like they literally built the mall around it or middle of parking lots or um, where else was that one in somebody's basement? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like there was actually a tombstone found in someone's basement. Yeah. So you there know, was a house that was made of tombstones. Yes. 
but to have it in the middle of a park. It's the only one I've ever seen in the middle of a metro park. Now, yeah. I yeah. don't know if it's the only one in the country, but it's the only one I've ever I've ever seen. And I've been to a lot of cemeteries. <laughs> we need to go to more. Much, much more. But, you know, guys, just remember, too, that this is a, a metro park and it is a cemetery. And metro parks and cemeteries close at dusk. Mm-hmm. Please don't trespass or tell anybody that we told you to do that because we don't ever tell people no, to and break the law the to thing go is, ghost hunting. In the that, dark, you will get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's park rangers there because yeah. it is a major park. And... But the thing is, you don't have to go at dark. Right. There's people have captured so many EVPs and seen things during the day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely one of the more active locations. And Joe, one one of the things that makes this unique is is certain um, tombstones. Can you tell yeah. our listeners about that? Some of the tombstones that are there. One of my favorites. One is it looks like a log cabin, and it's probably. I'd say two foot by three foot high. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not even that high, but it's nice size. Mm-hmm. There's that one I have found. And the only thing I can describe it is, is an egg. There's an egg with a little baby inside of it. I found that one. And it's There's, a tombstone, right? Yeah. Or a grave marker, I guess you would call yeah. it. Okay. There's also a big flat one that almost looks like a, I'd say six foot by 10 foot square slab mm-hmm. with just one name on it. Interesting. So it's almost like a mausoleum under the ground. Oh, we need some ground penetrating yeah. radar. <laughs> but some of the yes. ones that I really like there look like trees. They look like tree stumps. And what that is, is there was a company that actually made them for people. So let me read you a little bio on these um, I found this so interesting. In 1890, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph Cullen Root founded the Woodsman of the World Foundation, a funeral benefit organization, the purpose of which was to make life insurance affordable for everyone. So he actually made a, a life insurance company. Oh, interesting. Okay, from 1890 to 1900, the policy included tombstones. Really? Yep. For adults, the stones were made to look like tree stumps and came in a variety of styles and heights. For children, a stack of three logs was typical. Members could select from a variety of headstones offered by the organization. Plans would be set to a stonemason near the cemetery where the woodsmen were buried. So they actually became members of the Woodsman Society if they bought insurance from them. And they got free tombstones that were shaped like stumps and trees. The stumps were decorated in various symbols of the W.O.W., including axes, mauls, and other woodworking instruments. Often you may see doves of pieces or olive branches on them. The W-O-W motto was, okay, I'm going to butcher this, is Dumb dumb Tracet Clement, which stands for Though Silent He Speaks. Oh, okay. Round medallion is used often to um, symbolize that. Sometimes the phrase, here rest a woodsman of the world, 
was put on there. So it's like they're um, giving you the insurance policy and then you have to advertise for them after you die. That's what it is. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's basically it. During the 1890s, the price of the tombstones increased even though that from 1900 until 1920, the members had to buy a $100 rider on their life insurance policy to receive a tombstone. So you're basically paying for the tombstone, although they give it to you free. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nothing's for free, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the production costs continued rising and they were discontinued in the 1920s. However, Woodsmen of the World continued to do well. Members reached 88,000 in 18, eight, or 1898 and 750000 in 1915. And it says, in interest to the Texans, the organization donated $13,000 to the victims of the Great Galveston Storm, Galveston, Galveston, the Great Galveston Storm of 1900. By 1923, they were operating their own radio station, WOAW, out of Omaha. The organization still exists to this day. That Mutual of Omaha, Wild Kingdom. It might be. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Something Perkins. I don't know. Oh, what was his name? I forget. So anyways, when you go into a cemetery and you see tombstones that look like logs and tree stumps, that's part of the woodsman organization. And there's one in Wolfinger. There's is... a bunch of them in Wolfinger. Oh, so there's a cool. whole family that has this. I love old tombstones. I'm like. You know, I love the history, but I love it because they were so creative. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it went through a, a phase where people just were like boring with them. But now they do fancy stuff. Oh, yeah. Like you can have your picture engraved and you have pictures put in it and, you know, interactive and lights and all this weird stuff. But if you go to the Wolfinger Cemetery and look at some of the gravestones, they are amazing. Some of the just you walk around there and the history and the style of stones, it's like a whole variety that you see all over the country, all in one cemetery. Yeah, it's 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 very unique mm -hmm. and haunted on, on top of that. Another story that I heard, if you're standing at the gate of it, of the cemetery, and you look over to the left, you'll see where there's picnic area. That picnic area actually was owned by a family at one time before the park actually became a park. And on that property... Supposedly, there was a woman murdered. Really? So there was a lot of death right in this area. Mm-hmm. And it's claimed, you know, they you hear this a lot, but it's claimed to be the most haunted metro park in the world. Oh. So. Let's go check it yeah. out. I don't know. Uh, well, metro park, yes. Cemetery, not so much. But, you know, if you're coming this way and you go and visit that one, don't forget there's other ones here in town yeah, too. There's some really nice ones. Yeah. Um, but one thing also that you want to think about is one mile away from the Metro Park is Gibbs Bridge. And Gibbs yes. Bridge is one of the most haunted areas. We've had so much activity at Gibbs Bridge. Yeah, for sure. And um, go back and listen to our episodes. We've I think we've talked about it a couple of times. I'm sure we have. It's a very popular location. Yeah, caught up. Class A EVP of a whatever entity, I guess you would say, or a spirit voice. Tell me to play it? Yeah, let's play it for our viewers. Okay. Some of our new listeners may have never heard this. Right. It's an oldie but goodie for our ones yeah. who have heard it before. Yes, yeah, so let's see how loud this is. 
this is a Gibbs. <laughs> Gibbs, good, thank you. Let me play it for you one more time. What's the name of this fridge? <gasps> George is a Gibbs. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of the clearer CVPs we've captured on that bridge. Yeah, I was so excited. I think that was like the first time maybe I captured a, like a really good EVP yeah. in my early days of ghost hunting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good but time. It is. Good it's times. one of the. It's awesome because you have one of the most haunted locations in the area. Mm-hmm. Not even a mile away is Gibbs Bridge, which is extremely haunted. In the woods. You know what mm-hmm. happens in the woods. <laughs> Strange and weird things. Yes. Um, there, you know, we had um, strange and weird things happen in the woods, like the encounter that our uh, nephew had at Oak Openings, which is okay. another Metro Park. Yeah. Just down the road. And Secor Metro Park is in what they consider the Oak Openings region. Mm-hmm. He had an elemental um, experience yeah. of seeing some sort of strange light anomalies shooting out of the the ground and seeing some sort of gnome type creatures and you know it was witnessed by another person they and he's a deputy sheriff so mm-hmm. you know it's just you know he's believable <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you know just that whole area is is really interesting you can make a picnic out of it you can you know tour the cemetery during the day have a grill and cook out <laughs> and invite us because we love to eat anything especially barbecue <laughs> but no you know it's just one of those really fun summer weekend trips or day trips if you're you know close in this area but if you're you know passing through you put it on your itinerary and check it off your bucket list that That's you went right. to a haunted cemetery in a metro park yeah and and do some ghost hunting around the Civil War veterans that are buried there, too. Yeah, we've never done that. We haven't, but they've been seen. Multiple people have seen mm-hmm. apparitions of Civil War soldiers in there. So fascinating. I mean, I would, we have to go back. We have got yeah. to get EVPs and talk to those guys because mm-hmm. I'm sure they have tales to tell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there's definitely a location you want to check out. And it's open to the public. It's a free park. And uh, if you do go there, let us know. We'll point you in the right direction of different places around there to check out and how to get to Gibbs Bridge because it is a mile away, but it's it's um, it's, it's not confusing. Marked. Yeah, yeah, it's confusing because there's three main roads before it, and but anyhow, look it up on the Google. Ah, uh, Google. <laughs> no Google. So as we always say, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star rating and review. It really means a lot, and the algorithms have changed, so we really need those positive rating reviews and a five-star. So please leave us a message. You're going to just say, great job, great podcast. Yeah. Two words. Two words. That's all five you got to do. Right now. Do it. <laughs> Thank you. And we are going to be all over in live conventions, so check out our website, and you'll be able to check out where we're going to be at. Anything else, Jen? Just have a great week and hope you just enjoy the show. And, you know, if anything spooky happens, don't forget you can go to our Facebook page and and post. And if you like the show, share it on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. We're on Instagram, 222paranormal. Also our website, www.222paranormal.com. 
All right. Thank you for listening, and we will leave you with some crud glue. Have a great day. For the kids playing in the cemetery. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Send you